one day away from Super Bowl Sunday, Bengals against the Rams at SoFi Stadium. We're delighted to welcome in a guy. You may have seen him on your Twitter account or on your television. A very popular man in Ireland, Richard Chambers from Virgin Media News, also an author of a state of emergency out recently. Richard, a very, very warm welcome to the show. Lads, thank you so much for having me. Great distraction to have, you know? It's going to be a good crack, Richard, with, with, with this game tomorrow night as well. And do you know what? Usually we ask people on here, you know, have you any affinity to Ireland? So I, I can't really ask you that, to, to be honest with you. But uh, what's your affinity with the NFL for people that are watching this going? Yeah, well, I, 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 I was actually thinking when I was asked to do this, I was like, when did I actually start following NFL? And um, I'm trying to think, it was it's sort of a chicken and egg situation. Like I started playing um, American football in UCD. Um, and I'm trying to think of if that was the way in. Do I just see a desk there at like one freshers week? And I was like, oh, American football, let's let's do that. That would be fun. Or if I actually watched it first. But it was around that time and I sort of got into um, the Green Bay Packers. And I just started playing football then. I just loved it. I just loved it. I just loved the culture of the sport, the history, the real sort of gladiatorial sort of, you know, epics that, that the sport gives that so many others just don't. And it's just been an amazing sort of, you know, love of my life ever since, really. Yeah, it's funny, Richard, um, doing some research for this and uh, some of your earliest tweets, I think, were uh, about... Uh, <laughs> like, there's, there's never a scarier thought in the world. It's like when somebody talks about your earliest tweets. Like, yeah, no, like, nothing, nothing bad, <laughs> just promoting the uh, UCD American football. And obviously, you're a, a DCU alum. Having been in both, uh, I, I thought when you got the email from me, you'd think, oh, no, it's uh, another alumni event. But uh, delighted to, to welcome you to, to this. But talking of, of Twitter, which you're known for, but you had a, a tweet about um, the the red zone and uh, it being one of the, uh, the the greatest inventions, which you know was liked by not just anybody but by the NFL itself, and replied to by uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen, what a man! Has is is there anybody in the world with better better job and who just shows how much he loves the job as well? Have you ever met a more enthusiastic person? The man just like it's oozing out of his pores. The, the, just, just it could even be a bad day of football. It could be a terrible day of football. Nothing's happening, and the man is grinning his way through it and talking about you know here we go seven hours of commercial free football. I love him. It's brilliant though. Like it is. It's 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 been for many people who I've introduced the sport to. Uh, NFL red zone is absolutely the gateway drug. It's completely like it's 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 irrepressibly fun. Um, because people come into the sport, obviously, as you guys and all your listeners know, with like these preconceptions about like this, oh, the games go on forever, and there's all these stoppages. It's like, no, 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 just dial in, focus on you know what you're seeing happen when it's on. Uh, the personalities are huge. Just the the bombast of the sport is unbelievable as well. So I just think, yeah, the red zone has just been. I, I'm I there's only there's very few people in the world who I'm envious of their job. Scott Hansen. Top three for me, definitely. Unbelievable. What a man. Richard, we've had him on twice. And the second time around, he was actually making a ham and cheese salmons before he started the show. So he was showing a little bit of normality. <laughs> a lot of simple taste. We love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you touched on, just before we started recording, your, your admiration for the Packers. It's going back to the Brett Favre days. I'm a Giants fan. The lads are Broncos fans. We, we say to each other, we've been suffering for quite a while. You yeah. are suffering. But yeah, every season, there's so much expe expectations for your team. Yeah. What, what 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 happens? And your your thoughts on the Rogers? I saw your tweet the following day about the kind of you didn't know you, re, you really have to sum up the Rogers situation. 
it's 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 interesting because I, I i yeah i i find the whole oh yeah long suffering fan thing it's always the, the fans always do that have nothing to complain about generally like it's it's always in soccer here arsenal fans or man united fans talk about being long suffering like it's been amazingly it's brilliant to have had brett Favre and then aaron Rodgers for 20 something years consecutively like how blessed are the green bay packers and yet at the same time deliver two Super Bowls out of those quarterbacks is absolutely crazy. And I think it's been something which is, you, you notice with the Aaron Rodgers era, um, as amazing a quarterback as he has been, and obviously when Mike McCarthy was the head coach as well, there just seemed to be, you know, I, you could pick out a million different things, whether it's bad luck, uh, terrible refereeing calls, and just terrible, more often than not, terrible play calling, actually, was, um, was, the, was the Mike McCarthy legacy of, of the Green Bay Packers. But it's 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 been just roller coaster stuff, and this was one of the first years in a long time that I led myself, you know, to, to a situation where I thought this could this is the year we're back. Like it was the whole last dance thing with Rogers as well, and, and obviously Devontae Adams as well. And I was just like, this this there's something in this. There's that team of destiny vibe that that you that that dust is in the air, uh, and then obviously it just didn't happen because you know the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. The, like the Lambeau Field at home thing is just clearly just descended into, you know, the, the, this mythical setting and this in, in, imperious home field advantage just doesn't hold up really. And there's a few people you can point the finger of at. The Rogers thing, yeah, like I wish I could say I was surprised. Like there has been, I don't know if, if any of you guys have read this, there's been a few bits over the years popped out of them. And there was, some, there was an article I read a couple of years ago as a former player, I can't remember who it was, but he said, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is into conspiracy theories. And I was like, this, is, this sounds hilarious and harmless. So I, I, can't, I can't imagine a situation in the world where this will ever come back to bite us. Um, but he has, to me as a fan, like loyalty is such a huge thing in sport. And we, over, we overplace, you know, a, a weight on that because obviously these are paid athletes. But I think with Aaron Rodgers, um, it has felt like over the last couple of years, he has been engineering his way towards the door. So the Denver Broncos as well, of course. Um, it just, that that does leave a sour taste in the mouth. And that was the same with Brett as well. When Brett was there and he was, you know, the last couple of years when he was, will I, won't I retire? It's, um, it's, it's, it's very interesting that both of them have had, you know, you know, legendary careers, like two of the 10 best quarterbacks of all time, back to back. And they couldn't leave on great terms with the team. At least it doesn't appear to with Brett or with Aaron. Aaron might be back again next year. I don't think he is. I don't think anybody expects him to be back with the Packers next year. But yeah, a bitter pill to swallow, really. Yeah, I think Packers fans are going to have to, to light a few candles, Richard, over the next few weeks, I think, <laughs> to see what happens there. But uh, here, look, I mean, the Packers are one of the only teams that hasn't played. I think the only team that hasn't played in London. Uh, and look, we haven't had the fortune to have a game in Ireland, and well, we've obviously had one in '97, but not recently. Have you had a chance to go over to Wembley or Tottenham, or or maybe have you been to one in in, in the states? I seen you go over to New York in September when we couldn't get in. I was very jealous at the time, Richard. I can't yeah. tell you how jealous I was. Seriously. I've never got to Lambo, which is which is the absolute bucket list now for me in sport. Um, absolutely can't wait to to do that at some point. Um, I was over at one of the first London games. It was the Saints uh, against the Chargers. It was the second or the third year of it. Unbelievable shootout game. Um, Drew Brees had an amazing game. Ladanian Tomlinson was brilliant in that one as well. Which is like this is these were these were like you know uh, sort of huge figures when when I was just getting into the sport when we were there with UCD. 
Um, also last, last was last, Jesus, the pandemic ruins everything. Um, it was uh, 2019, uh, it was one of my 30th, myself and my girlfriend, Louise, we went over to New Orleans uh, and we were there for a Saints game, Saints against the Falcons. Uh, the Saints absolutely uh, crapped themselves in that game. Uh, the Falcons uh, just stolen, uh, but it was an amazing atmosphere. The Superdome was just, that, that, that was unbelievable. Like New Orleans is an amazing city. They love that team. There's such a, such a deep bond there. Just amazing to just be in the in 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 the in the, in the dome for it, really. We were joking, I suppose, about the the term long suffering. But in fairness to the Bengals, I think that is a, a term that you could actually apply. But one of the beauties of the sport is how quickly, because of the draft, things can turn around. They get Burrow. They go on the, the run this season, um, you know, given that um, the, they're facing on the, the Rams of the Super Bowl. Just your, your thoughts on the Bengals and, and Burrow and what they've done this year, Richard. Love it. Love it. I, I think you can see from my face the enthusiasm I have. Joe Burrow is um, like it's amazing as, as, as Tom Brady steps off the scene. We could have a ready-made poster boy for the league ready to go. He just infectious personality. How can you root against Joe Burrow? Um, they have, I, I know I said that there, there, there was that hint of Team of Destiny about the Packers because of the last dance and all that sort of stuff I was framed. The Bengals have Team of Destiny written all over them. And as you say, like there are, there are only a couple of teams in, in, in the world you possibly, you could say, absolutely long-suffering. The Bengals, the Browns would probably count uh, right up there. But the Bengals... I just love it. I love it. Love what Joe Burrow brings. I love the fact that they have that rub, that they just have that. They're just turning games over. The, the level of quarterback play from Joe Burrow throughout the playoffs has been absolutely exceptional. And I think the biggest, like the biggest praise you could give to, to, to them on this is that um, when the game started to turn against the Chiefs, um, I was like, this is absolutely gone. This is absolutely gone to the Bengals. And I just feel that they have this, they, they, this is destiny almost like this is and just, like how is that possible how is that possible for a team which was you know i think it was was it four wins they got last year four wins yeah incredible incredible and it is this is this is the this is one thing about the nfl that i read that i think anybody could just get behind is just how quickly things can turn around with the right chemistry the right people one or two na names change in a roster and absolutely everything goes in the right direction i think this is a really exciting time um just as a fan of the sport in general joe burrow is absolutely hilarious love the turtleneck love the chain just an amazing he's a, he's, a, he's a walking meme but in the best possible way like he is um he's everything you'd want a 21st century quarterback to be and we, we are blessed with amazing quarterbacks in the league at the moment obviously mahomes obviously you have Allen as well and, and their duel is something that was you know that's that's going to pass into legend but burrow but Burrow can throw himself to the top of the pile here very quickly, like you know. I think he he has that he has you know that 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 sort of that he oozes superstar status, and I just um I think it's I think I think I think I'm like I I I I'm always bold and brash with with predictions. I think this is absolutely the Bengals here. Um, so so feel free to play it if if the Rams and Sean McVay mastermind something uh to turn them over. But it just has that it has that feel that this is the team that has pluck themselves from obscurity uh, and is just, you know, just steps away from destiny. Richard, you touched on there slightly about Tom Brady. Obviously, the news broke at the weekend, uh, the likelihood that he was going to retire and obviously confirmed yesterday morning. 
Are you surprised that he's walking away from it? We had a conversation on the show last week and Michael had asked the question of all of us, what we what our thoughts are. I was genuinely surprised. I felt that at the level he was playing with the stats he put up this year, Colin during the season kind of questioned whether he was playing at the level we've seen previously. But I suppose it's down to his career, the expectations, but by and large, I still felt there was enough in him to come back for another year. I definitely think he has enough in him to play another two seasons. Um, he obviously doesn't do, isn't going to do that. I think that's, maybe that's to do with the books. I just don't think they have the roster there next year to pull it off again. Seems like a right time to go. It's Tom Brady. I hated Tom Brady more than any other athlete for a good, you know, I don't know, 16 years, 16 years. Loved, uh, for, so I love the giant Super Bowl wins. I actually, whenever I was going, when I was going, I was tuning in from Russian North Dublin to UCD. Uh, every day so it was like two hours each way one of the few things i had in my old ipods was the um the super, it, was, it was super bowl 42 was it uh it was um obviously 40, 42 and 46 yeah. 42 and 46 so 42 it was um i just thought it was incredible um the the perfect season ruined i just loved it it was a, a great escape on a, on a on a dart to, to ucd it was just watching tom brady lose over and over again um Hated him until he left the Patriots. I think he's 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 just yeah he's incredible. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that he doesn't feel he ha- well. It's, I suppose I, I haven't really thought too much about it. I just think it is more to do with the fact that I don't think the Buccaneers uh, can put this together. If he wanted to go again, there there was talk that he might go back uh, and play again with the with the Niners, wasn't it? But I just think that's you are diluting something a little bit if you keep on moving around, isn't it? But he's he's incredible. He's incredible. It's ridiculous that he's doing that. He was doing those things uh, up to his age. That's that's the model now. So I mean, like we could have another twenty years of Joe Burrow. Who knows? Let's see if we get maybe a gal player playing at their 30, 43, 44 and see the crack. Richard, last round of questions. I promise. Uh, talking there, we've got a lot of similarities in in Ireland. We've obviously got the All Ireland final. We've got thirty two counties, thirty two teams in the NFL. Um, but the Rams have something significant. Only one county in, in Ireland has a home advantage in, the, in an All-Ireland final. And we all know who that is, boys. Dublin didn't work out for them last weekend. I had to put that in as against Armagh for people wonder what's going on. But more importantly, the Rams. Richard, the Rams have went full Celtic Tiger here uh, this year with all these acquisitions. Odell Beckham Jr., Vaughn Miller. Uh, home advantage, do you think it's going to give them a massive advantage or do you think it maybe puts more pressure on them, especially when it's a full crowd there in LA tomorrow? It is more pressure, though, isn't it? It is more pressure. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, don't, like, I have no idea how the ticketing arrangements work for Super Bowls, but um, I, I just, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine it being a huge advantage to them, especially because they're like, they're, how long are they back in LA? Not a huge amount of years. I don't think they have that sort of. They haven't got that fever pitch of a crowd. LA is a very sort of glory hunty town, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there's a hint of a Super Bowl. That place will be full. That place will be rocking. Uh, I think there is a pressure that comes with playing Super Bowl in your home, in your home stadium. Um, yeah, they have pulled it all together really, really well. But I just, I, I don't think it'll stand to them. I just think there is this happens. It happens with the Giants before. It happened with the Packers and before as well. There, 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 there are these teams um, that aren't meant to be there, um, but just do it. And it is, it has that that sense of this. This is all the momentum is there. Uh, they turned over the Chiefs, who I thought were would walk it all the way through now. Um, and I just think that the yeah the Bengals the Bengals is their team worth rooting for. I, I can't I can't I can't really war. I love Sean McVay as a coach, but I just can't I can't warm to the LA Rams the LA Rams. 
Richard, um, you kind of, I suppose, with news and Twitter and, and this like kind of 24 hour news cycle that we have, and it feels like with the NFL over the last few years, it used to be kind of the season and the season ended in the Super Bowl. And then there was some things happening in free agency. And then you got to the draft, there was a bit, and then the season started again. Now it's just constant. There is just like stories all the time. We've had Schefter and, and Rappaport on. You see them tweeting at like two and three in the morning. Like where, where and, and in terms, I suppose, kind of piggyback on the red zone stuff, where does this all go next? How, do, how does it go to the next level? It's crazy, actually. Yeah, and it is. I was reading a New York Times article about um, your man Fabrizio Romano, the, the Italian, he does all the transfer sort of journalism thing. And like these reporters now have their own sort of individual brands. They'll all have their own podcasts as well. Like this is where the sports media is sort of going really, isn't it? That you have these big names, these Schefters, as you mentioned, the Rappaport, even in the NBA, uh, you, you've uh, Woj and Shams, like, you know, Romano, Ornstein, even in, with, with, with transfers for the Athletic in, in football as well. It's really interesting to see that happen. And it is really interesting to see, I suppose, the teams and the, the players sort of build those insider connections with these specific journalists, which I find fascinating. And just how it just sort of snowballs and snowballs. Like, uh, like yeah, the, the commitment to be tweeting at two or three o'clock in the morning about it, something as absolutely spurious as a trade rumor or whatever. Like, it's like, it's more important things in life, but that's why it is, that's why we love sport is that it is absolutely just completely daft and insane. And, and it does obsess us even into the wee small hours of the morning. So it's good to see journalists who are as obsessed about it as, as we are, I suppose. Richard, another thing that you're very public on on social media is your love of bows. Um, I'm a Rovers man, so we won't, we won't follow today. Yeah, there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm turning off my link here. Yeah. No, no. If you were to compare bows to an NFL team, who would it be? Because you've had such good moments and then you get to cup finals and unfortunately lose out after a long, a long way for a trophy. Like, I mean, and it's not the Packers, don't say the Packers. No. Well, like, I mean, I was, I was in, in that's initially where you're going to because you have that uh, 100% fan owned sort of thing, like, you know, but obviously, Bows are a, are, are a team from the capital, up and down a bit. I suppose you could draw parallels maybe with the, the Giants or the Jets in some ways as well. Like, there are, there is rich history there. You're a founder club of the, of the League of Ireland. You'd go back to the, the Giants have been around. Yeah, I suppose the Giants, the Gi Giants and, and Bows would be a good comparison, I suppose. I don't think of anything else. Not the Wa Washington Commanders, anyway. Like, there's like that <laughs> with, with, with a unique identity. Um, well, so, Washington, yeah. Washington Commanders be wearing Bob Marley jerseys soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a nice that's jersey. Where, I have that's, that's where sport goes as well. It's, I mean, it's about, it's about taking advantage of, of the trends. That are there it's about having an identity and a set of values as a as a club and that's something which i suppose washington is going to have to find for itself is is yeah. is, is what it's about they have had a terrible last 30 years under dan snyder i mean they need to they need to they need to be rep that's an amazing city washington dc is an incredible city uh with amazingly passionate sports fans and they've been really badly let down so it'll be interesting to see Everybody's taking the Mickey out of the the Commanders as a, as a as a brand. There's no the most generic jerseys and branding I've ever seen in any NFL team. But I think that look they can come into their own. NFL teams have overcome some seriously dodgy dodgy gear and dodgy branding before in the past. I, I'm actually very interested to see where they go. 
It'll be grand, it'll be grand. Obviously, lads, imagine Bo's there, Brian. League of Ireland back next week, in case you're all wondering, boys. Richard, uh, thanks many for coming on. Uh, at News Chambers on Twitter. Hopefully, we can do this every year around the Super Bowl for the crack if you want. Or should we'll do it in Dublin at some point with a game, college game in August. But uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, obviously, your book out recently as well. I really want to read that myself, uh, A State of Emergency. And you're a very busy man. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. No worries, lads. Love to come back again. Thank you.